Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit Wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit Wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. And while you're there, make sure you visit the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at CorvetteToday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 3,800 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And don't forget about the YouTube channel now for Corvette Today. See all your favorite Corvette Today podcasts now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 unique design styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvette. It's an awesome value starting at only $23.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And now use the new promo code CT111, that's CT111, and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, with the new promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. John Elegant from Mid Engine Corvette Forum is back on the Corvette Today Show. John's first episode of Every Corvette Owner Has a Story, which was show number 122, was so popular, I had to have John back on Corvette Today to tell us more great stories. John, welcome back to the show. I'm anxious to hear more tales. Thank you, Steve. It's an honor to be here. Buddy, I know you've got a great Corvette team accessibility story. Why don't we start with that one, okay? We have friends who love Mustangs. Their current one, which is about ready to be sold, is number 14. For their five-year business event on the main street of our small town, I said, how about if I bring my Velocity Yellow with black accent Z7Z06 and park it out in your front premier space to attract attention? They said, what a great idea. So I did that, and they loved it. And people asked me questions and so forth. Well, fast forward as the C8 was starting to develop some mule pictures and then I was sharing pictures with them. I was surprised Mike and Kelly were very interested. Kelly's always in her Mustang convertible, but they were interested. Tell me more. They'd asked me about weeks before, where are you getting yours? They called Mike Furman and gotten on his C8 Stingray list. And over time, they surprised me again and said, hey, we want to get a Z06. I said, well, that's going to be a fun event. I'll keep sending you stuff. Long story short, the reveal is announced at the Peterson. You were there. I was there. Lots of people were there. It was open to the public. So I called Mike and Kelly, and I said, hey, you want to go to the reveal? We get to go to the reveal of the Z06? I said, yes, it's open to the public. That was on a Tuesday. I went down on Monday. I was invited to a private pre-reveal, and they were going down making another weekend honeymoon. And so they went down. I show at the airport. It's a 6 o'clock flight. It's 3.30 in the morning, and here comes Mike and Kelly. We're in gate, by the way, C8. Oh. Mike and Kelly were talking, and their boarding passes. Mike's sitting next to me, and Kelly's on the seat beyond him. They do their thing on Monday. I go to the private reveal. On Tuesday, they show up at the reveal. And on the way down in the plane, I was telling them, I said, you know, you can talk to Taj and Harlan and Kirk and Josh. They're all accessible. Really? We get to do that? I said, yeah, they're accessible to everybody who walks up to them. You'll find them friendly. 
entertaining, informative, as long as you don't ask anything about potential future products. Mike said, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But are you sure? I said, I'll introduce you. Oh, I feel so much better. So we're at the public reveal on Tuesday and there's Taj. Mike and Kelly come over to me and I said, notice nobody's standing talking to Taj. Let me introduce you. So I introduce them to Taj, and as I always do, I quickly get out the side door because it's not my conversation. It's opportunity for them and for Taj or Harlan Kirk, et cetera, Josh, to ask them their questions. And one thing I did say when I introduced Mike and Kelly to them was, these are people who own, this is their 14th Mustang, but just bought a C8 Stingray and they're getting a Z06. Then I walked away. Later on in the day, they came up to me and they were so excited. Taj is so nice. And we had such, a, I just can't believe we ordinary people got to talk to Taj. And I said, well, is there anybody else that you want to talk to? Well, we went over and talked to so-and-so and I said, great. And they bragged about how nice that person was. They said, have you talked to Harlan? No, we haven't. I said, well, let's go visit Harlan. So I introduced them to Harlan. The accessibility of the Corvette team at Carlisle, at the Bash, at the Labor Day NCM event, at C8 race corrals and other special events, it's just wonderful. And it's so fun to watch people who have never before talked to anybody in the Corvette team to have that opportunity. That's so cool, especially because that's their first C8 and they've owned Mustangs for so long. They got to go to the reveal and then they met almost everybody on the Corvette team. Yes, they still talk about that. I talked to Mike just last week, a high in their life. And speaking of reveals, John, you've got a great story about the C6 Z06 reveal, don't you? I was lucky to be in the right place at the right time. I was invited by GM to the C6 reveal at the North American International Show in Detroit. As part of that event, there was a separate dinner. There were three members of the Corvette team there. It was an open bar. We paid our own way, I think, or maybe it was part of our entry fee for the event. I've been around the block a couple of times, so I know how to maximize the opportunity to learn. Let's put it that way. But I never ask an insulting question. Tell me about the future potential product, because those are the three words. As I told Mike and Kelly, you don't ask about future potential product. I noticed that one of the people I wanted to talk with was going up to the open bar. He'd been there before. It's like nine at night. I walked up to him and I said, what a fun day. And he said, yes, it was. Did you like what you saw this morning? The C6 Stingray. I said, we have a C5, and as you asked, being candid, I wish the front end had been a little more aggressive. It was a little too soft for me personally, but I love the technical part of it. He said, well, you know, I can't talk about anything that's next. I said, you know, I haven't asked you. I said, but I sure hope that you might be like a bobble doll, and if I just talk about maybe the next version might be a little more aggressive, you might nod your head up and down, at which point you look like a bobble doll. (laughs) And so notice I said nothing. I said, you said nothing. So then fast forward many months um, in Bowling Green. We're at our friends Gary and Tori's house. Gary Cockrell started the National Corvette Museum, RHC Museum Delivery Program. Gary makes more friends with more people than anybody I know. And he has formed a fantastic relationship receiving those cars with Will Cooksey, who was the manager of Bowling Green Assembly at this time. Will was the manager from 1995 to 2008. What a great guy he is. So we're at Gary and Tori's house. We become friends. We stay at their house and we go to Bowling Green. And the phone rings. We just come back from Rafferty's. Annie and Tori are talking about non-Corvette stuff. Gary and I are talking about what is the motor going to be for the C6 Z06. And the phone rings. It's the old-fashioned landline. Gary picks it up. He puts his hand over the microphone part and says to me, it's Will Cooksey. Okay, cool. Here's the conversation that I hear. Well, yes, we'd love to, but we have friends who've come in, they've driven their C5 all the way from Oregon, and we usually spend Tuesday and Wednesday nights with them before our many other friends arrive. And then he gets obviously interrupted by Will mid-sentence, and I hear this, yes, I can vouch for him, yes. So that conversation ends, Gary hangs up the phone. When he does, Tori, who's overheard that it's Will Cooksey and Annie, so now our four of us are talking. Gary said, that was Will, as you know, and we four have been invited because tomorrow night at 6 o'clock is the annual employee family night, and we're all invited. When you heard me say I can vouch for him, he had asked me, well, does he participate in any of the Corvette forums or things like that? And I said, yes. You see the person you can trust to not say anything if he sees anything? And Gary says, I can vouch for him. So as we're driving over there the next night, Gary says, now remember, if you see anything, Will assures me that there's nothing you're going to see. His employees have hidden everything. 
Yeah, wait till you hear this. So, yes, Gary, you got my word. So we go in there and we're walking down. We're about 30 yards down that long line that everybody remembers from the C7 era. On the right is where they're starting to put together the cars. On the left, about 30 yards down, we're with a friend of ours and he yanks my elbow and he goes, look, look. And about 10 feet away off to our left is an alcove. And there is sitting an aggressive looking front fascia of a C6 Z06. It's in primer gray. No camouflage. Since Annie and I had already thought we were going to get a silver or a gray one, we ended up getting a machine silver one. There it was, just staring us. It was like heaven on earth. There's the front end of the car we're going to get, not even been revealed anywhere. So we're walking down the line, another, oh, 50 yards. Everybody who's been to the plant, the C7 era remembers. You come to a 90-degree right turn where the doors are put on. And in front of you is the body shop where the robots do their welding. And it's an aisleway. The top part of the T is where the forklifts go right and left. There used to be 113 forklifts in those days. Now, when they redid the plant with the automated guided carts, they now have 13 for safety reasons. Now I got to take a time out. The thread that Gary and I were talking about the night before when Will called was on the other forum. And it was more like a war rather than a thread. And the subject was, what is the motor size going to be on the C6Z06, as we earlier mentioned? 60% of the people are sure it's going to be 6.4 liter. One person posts, I know because my uncle works for powertrain and he brought home the motor schematics. And somebody says, you're a liar. He'd lose his job. And somebody attacks him and he attacks them. 60%. And there's about 20% is saying, no, no, no. I know it's confirmed. It's 5.5 liters. The other 20%, coincidentally, where I was, oh, it's 7.0 liters. And the reason is they're going to recreate the big block 427s of the C2 era. And I only posted once on the thread because it was pretty ugly. And the only thing I said, because nobody had mentioned this before, was I think it might be a 427. Wouldn't that be wonderful to recreate the big block size? Said nothing. So we're walking down just before this T-shaped right turn on the plant tour. And there in front of us, I'm in front of the other people at this point in our group. There are two wooden crates. They are large wooden crates. The wood is a light color. They're completely sealed, all sides. And at the bottom in the right-hand corner, in four-inch high black letters, obviously stenciled, it says 7.0L. So <laughs> there was the answer. Gary immediately knew where my mind was going, and he grabs me by the arm gently. He says, now, John, you didn't see anything. I said, I'm totally blind. I didn't see that. <laughs> and I read that thread every night for the, until the reveal and watched them argue and argue. And, of course, I never posted again on that thread. That's awesome. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. That was great timing, my friend. Luck. That's awesome. John, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about you coming out of retirement. We have John Elegant, the main man of Mid-Engine Corvette Forum. It's called Part 2 of Every Corvette Owner Has a Story here on Corvette Today. We all know that wheels make the car. Wheelcraft will help you take your Corvette to new levels. Wheelcraft offers the world's best PVD chrome finish available on the market. Available in bright chrome and black chrome. Wheelcraft nails it in both appearance and durability. And it comes with a five-year warranty against brake dust burns, pitting, peeling, and color delimination. Wheelcraft is also ISO certified. Whether you're having your wheels refinished or an exchange transaction, there is no core fee, no deposit, and you don't pay for the finished wheels until they are installed on your car. Wheelcraft in Insists on complete satisfaction before you pay. Hear from one of our customers. I picked up a brochure at the National Corvette Museum and to delivery of our new C8. I called Wheelcraft, and in 15 minutes, I ordered the new bright ice chrome wheels. Wheelcraft's follow-up and follow-through is superb. The wheels arrived on Sunday, installed on Monday, and cores were returned same day. The wheels are the highest quality I've ever seen, and they look awesome. Great prices, great customer service from initial contact to installation. Thanks, Dennis from Nashville. In many cases, Wheelcraft offers finished wheels on exchange or will apply this new finish to your wheels. Either way, Wheelcraft treats your wheels as their own. Visit our website at wheelcraft.com or call us at 833-840-5334. Arrive in style with Wheelcraft. When you want to buy a Corvette, or any Chevrolet for that matter, get yours from Hendrick Chevrolet Shawnee Mission located in Kansas City. Hendrick Chevrolet is the largest Corvette dealership and showroom in the Midwest. With a knowledgeable sales staff and Corvette sales specialists on hand, they'll help you build the Corvette of your dreams, and they ship nationwide. With Corvette certified master mechanics on site and a huge parts department, with over 24,000 parts and $2 million in inventory, Hendrick Chevrolet is well equipped to take care of your every need. 
From sales to service to collision repair, Hendrick Chevrolet has you covered. Visit ChevyUSA.com or call 913-384-1550. American Hydrocarbon is your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. And now we're proud to announce that we can produce and distribute officially licensed GM products for the C8 Corvette. That includes the front splitter, side skirts, engine appearance panels, and engine fluid caps. Plus, we now also carry the C8 Speedline side skirts along with the engine appearance package and high wing. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines. Give us a call, 813-476-5638. Visit our updated website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. The Radiator Grill Store offers protection for your C8's front radiators and side intakes. They also carry front strut tower covers to prevent rusting and pooling water, all with do-it-yourself installation. Get 10% off your total purchase with promo code CT10. See the full line of products at radiatorgrillstore.com. And now, back to the only current podcast on Corvettes, Corvette Today, with your host, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833 833- 840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. Thanks for tuning in. Today, John Elegant from MidEngineCorvetteForum.com is back. We gave you part one of Every Corvette Owner Has a Story on Corvette Today. That was episode number 122. Well, it was so well-received, I had to have John back for a second part. John, we've got some great stories to get to here, buddy. Talk about coming out of retirement and starting MidEngine Corvette Forum. I was 71 years of age, loving life, relaxing, driving the Corvette. I was the executive moderator of another C7 forum. It's a good forum and good people, but they didn't want to make the commitment in any way to the C8. I'd write threads and nobody would respond. I'd talk about the C8, even pictures, one or two posts. And I just was feeling, we're not going anywhere here. Meanwhile, the other forum was, in my opinion, not a place where I chose to spend time. We'll leave it at that. So it was a combination of those factors. And then the key was this other C7 forum, which is owned, by the way, by a mega, mega million. They're worth over three quarters of a million dollar internet media company. They own 2,000 forums. They're making all these changes and the software is not keeping up and they're crashing regularly. Three days without the ability to post pictures. And this time, the actual precipitating incident, they had gone 19 days and you couldn't even see the forum, let alone you couldn't see pictures. Wow. After day 19, yeah, that's really a lot of fun. I mean, you want to kill a forum? <laughs> so day 19, they get the ability to post words, but no pictures. So in the middle of what turned out to be another 18 days, I called my good friend, Keith Cornett, Corvette blogger. All of your show watchers and listeners know Keith. And I said, Keith, how'd you like to start a mid-engine Corvette forum? He said, well, let me talk to my wife. I just finished a book, a great book, editorial, Corvette special editions, Keith Cornett, available at Amazon fantastic book, fantastic pictures. And he says, I'm pretty tired, but let me think about this. I'll talk to my wife. We'll talk on Monday. This is a Friday. Monday says, let's go for it. And so we agreed what it would be. We've had a lot of fun since. We're tiny compared to the gorilla, but we're different. Our whole goal is to be a friendly, helpful community. We don't blast newbies. There are no newbie attack questions. There's nobody calling each other names. It's a place where people are having fun. We're growing at 30% per year compounded. We have credibility. Arlen and some of the Corvette team members know who we are and sometimes visit us. We're having fun. We're already the second largest C8 forum in the world. Good times for me and my members tell me the same thing. Absolutely. Congratulations on that, by the way, John. Mid-Engine Corvette Forum is a great place. It's a fun place. There's no attacks, and everybody has a great time. I enjoy my time on your forum as well. You've got a great story about Ed Moss, don't you? Tell us that story, and tell everybody, just in case they don't know, who Ed Moss really is. 
Ed Moss is the Corvette body and structures manager. If it's not plastic and it's not metal, it's Ed's Bailiwick. And he is a senior member right at the top of that team. And he's the nicest, friendliest person. I met the National Corvette Museum years ago. This was right after the C7 came out, been to that reveal. But I wanted to see more. My wife hadn't seen it yet. We drive to the Basham, Oregon every year, 2,525 miles. But it's just our annual ritual. I know my way around the facility. We've been 24-year contributors, lifetime members. We love the museum. So I know my way through. Even when the doors are locked, there's often another way around. The doors are locked. There's a C7 inside. There's one person in a Corvette polo shirt inside. And I say to myself, I'm going to get in here and go have a conversation and get up close and personal before anybody else does. I go through the side door down Corvette Boulevard, second door on the right. It's open. That's how Taj and Harlan and the rest of the team enter from the side there for the stage for their presentations. Maybe I just blew the secret, right? So there's Ed Moss. I'd never met Ed before. I'm staring at the car and he says, you like that? And I said, I really do. I was fortunate to be at the reveal and I really like that car. He said, mind if I ask you a question? I said, go for it. And of course, at this point, we had already done the formal introductions. And so he says, is there one of those in your future? And I said, no. And he was a little quizzical. I, I saw that look on his face. I said, yes, I really like it. But no, there's not one in the future for me. I'm not going to insult you and ask you anything about potential future product. But let's just say at home, we have a C6 Z06 and we're going to replace in kind. And so he instantly knew exactly what I meant. We never said another word about that. But that, again, is just one more example of the accessibility of the Corvette team. Ed was also at the bash this spring, and it was a delight to talk to him about the C8Z06, which then he could talk about, and to watch other people go up and ask Ed questions. And he's always so friendly and entertaining, again, as long as we don't ask about something coming down the road next. That's true, and that's the key to it. I'm sure that these guys would love to talk about future Corvettes coming out, but they just can't because there's nothing there that they can reveal in concrete that would give us some introduction to the future, and that would start a whole list of rumors and stuff like that. So it's just smart. I, like you, have learned you don't ask the Corvette team about future products, and everybody's happy, everybody gets along, and everything is copacetic. So if you get that through your head now, everything goes much better. I always go to the birthday bash with you and everybody in our group. There's always one person in the crowd that stands up and says, so are we going to have a future C8 so-and-so? And Harlan looks at Taj or he looks at Josh Holder and he says, nothing. They just can't talk about it. If you learn to work on their terms, then everything is much easier. Buddy, let's talk about Mike Furman at Criswell Chevrolet. You've got some great Mike Furman stories, don't you? Mike is a great person. I think almost all of your listeners and viewers know that he set GM records. He sold 5,600 new Corvettes, selling for 46 years. He sold the first one on his 18th birthday. He is so renowned and has such a great reputation. 75% of his customers, maybe now it's up to 80%, are repeat customers or friends that have been referred by a customer of his. I did not know Mike going back in 2015, and I wanted to get a mid-engine C8 Corvette. Well, of course, we hadn't even seen the three pictures taken that day at McDonald's in mid-October 2017, where we had our first actual confirmation in that black double camel. There is going to be a mid-engine Corvette. Rumors that you and I and others have followed since the 60s from the Corvette magazines. It's coming. It's coming. Right. So I called up Mike on a Saturday morning. I know the date and you'll see why. And I started my conversation this way. Hi, my name is John, and I'm calling you because you're a man of integrity, and I want to buy a C8 mid-engine Corvette. And he bursts out laughing, and he says, nobody's ever started a phone conversation with me that way. I said, well, you probably never heard anybody with my last name either. My last name is Elegant. He said, that's also new to me. <laughs> I want to buy a mid-engine C8. And of course, Mike, being the professional, says, well, we don't know there's going to be a mid-engine. We think there's going to be a C8. After all, that's been the history of Corvette for then, what, 63 years at that point? So if you want, I'll take your name and I'll put you on my C8 list. But if there's no C8, I'll refund your money. No questions asked. I still have a copy of the check I wrote right after I got off the phone. It's dated February 1, 2015. It took five years, two months, and 26 days before that C8 mid-engine arrived at our house. 
that's the public Mike Furman in my introduction. But the private Mike Furman that some people know, he's a special and very giving person. Where has he been this summer when you don't see him? He's at a charity event. He's playing golf, which he loves, and it's to raise money for kids who have cancer. Or he's going to an evening charity event. He's always giving up his time to others. But he also gives in other ways, and I think two stories will solidify who he is as a human being. It's early in the C7 run. Somebody is trying to get one. On his own, finds Mike Furman. He then sends me a private message. Again, I'm executive moderator of this other forum at that time. And he says, I just got my order placed with Mike Furman. I'm so excited. He tells me he's an entry-level manager, one of the big three oil companies in Houston, Texas. And his wife said, go get it. When I said, well, honey, I'm not sure we can afford it. We got two young kids. Everything's going great. So later on, I learned when I happened to talk to Mike that the car has been ordered and it has a color override. And he and his wife, this person in his early 40s, are flying up from Houston to Baltimore. He's going to get them at the airport. They have friends there, and they're going to stay with their friends. And then they're going to get their car and drive home. And grandma and grandpa are taking care of the young kids. Everything's going well. Everybody's happy. I'm reading in the newspapers at this point, I think it was 2008, 4,300 oil people, company people were laid off in one month in Houston, Texas alone. Whoa. This is not good. You know where the story's going. He's so excited. We're going to fly up to Baltimore two days from now. And then the next day he calls. I'm trained, although I left it early. I have my doctorate in clinical psychology. And the person on the phone is not the person I talked to the night before. He's completely depressed. And he said, I've just been fired. I'm devastated. What do I do? I'm a man of my word. I can't afford this Corvette. And we're flying to Baltimore. This is a color override car. What do I do? I said, well, you call Mike Furman. He calls Mike Furman and I get this secondhand later on, not from Mike. He never brags about himself, but from this person who will call Billy. Billy calls me back. He said, Mike is not only taking the car, release me from buying it, even though it's a unique color combination, but he's actually sending my deposit back. Wow. Yeah, that's Mike Furman. Now, business practices have changed since then, so I don't know if this could be done today. But remember, this was the C7 era when cars sat on dealers' showrooms, and walking away from a sale with a color override was a lot more difficult than right now when you could sell a pink C8 with purple seats in five seconds. One last story about Mike on a different scale. A person that I had referred to him, he was devastated. I didn't even know other than he called Mike. And he's got this car, three days old, and he posts on this forum, this other forum. I just destroyed my brand new car. I'm heart sick. I was running wiring to the rear and I broke the sill plate completely, not just the clip. He's devastated. My parts manager cannot get me that part. I'm sorry. I know what it feels like. I always get a car and mod it. I'm <laughs> our Subaru WRX. The dashboard was the part when it was two hours old. The trunk was the part. And he looked at me and said, this was in May. Are we going to get this thing back together by the time snow flies? I mean, it was just all this parts. About 20 minutes later, I noticed Mike Furman has posted. He said, I found you your left sill plate and it's coming to you. You'll have it tomorrow. So this person then posts, I'll private message you with my address. Please tell me how much I owe you. And I want to pay for overnight freight. And Mike writes back, you don't understand. I bought this for you. I feel for what you've been through. It's out of my pocket. I'm happy to do this. It's coming overnight FedEx. And that's just who Mike Furman is. That's cool. Yeah, Mike is a great guy. And there's a reason he sold over 5,600 Corvettes. That's for sure. Well, buddy, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we've got more great stories. Every Corvette owner has a story. We're with John Elegant from Mid-Engine Corvette Forum here on Corvette Today. Are you ready for a better insurance policy without the Corvette tax? With agreed value protection, the value of your collector vehicle will never change. Plus, you'll save money. Get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what 
what I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. Vetfinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, Vetfinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. MidAmerican Motorworks has been the industry leader and aftermarket supplier and manufacturer of Corvette replacement parts and accessories since 1974. We have what you need for all years and generations of Corvette. Whether you need a door panel or a seat cover for your C1 Corvette or the latest shirt, jacket, hat, or lifestyle accessory to complement your new C8, you can get it at MidAmerican Motorworks. So if you're restoring, repairing, replacing, or simply researching your Corvette, MidAmerican Motorworks is the place to go. Visit our website at mamotorworks.com and shop Corvettes by generation or specific year. Or call us Monday through Saturday, toll-free at 800-500-1500 and talk to one of our Corvette experts to help you get the right part or accessory. Pursue your passion with MidAmerica Motorworks. Check out the first Corvette-only auction website at 427stingray.com slash Corvette today. You can sign up to bid and comment on more than 40 Corvettes every week. That's 427stingray.com slash Corvette today. Join the community. You're listening and watching Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks once again for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com or call them at 833 833- 840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is John Elegant from MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. It's part two of Every Corvette Owner Has a Story. John, in part one, you told a story about a retired man who was basically on his deathbed, and he loved yellow Corvettes, and you went an hour to where he was living and took him for a ride. I know you've got another story about giving to others with Corvette, don't you? Well, I think I'm part of the majority. I know I'm part of the majority. There's a person on our forum when he goes to car shows and cars and coffees and he sees anybody who's 10 or younger, let's say, he opens up his trunk and hands them a little two-inch model of a C8. He just does it. That comes out of his own pocket, of course. He is trying to promote the Corvette brand for the future. And I think that's important for every one of us who do that. I give a ride to a teenager or younger every year who'd never been in a Corvette just to inspire somebody else who has an experience the way I did way back when I was 15. We talked about last time on this split window. I like to do that. It's an important part of my Corvette world. When I come back from a reveal, I've made an open offer to any Corvette club within 200 miles of me. I will come and make a presentation to you. Of course, it's gratis. Of course, I pay for the fuel and the dinner. It's all on me. I just want to share. And when I make these presentations, the most important thing for me to say is before we get started, we need to understand two things. Nothing I say means anything negative about your older Corvette. If you have a 75 Corvette, which, as we know, had 165 horses, the lowest in the modern era, and 15 of them have expired, it needs paint and mechanical repairs. If you love that Corvette, that Corvette is just as terrific. So if I technically talk about the C8 having a better braking system, that in no way is putting down your car. So I make these presentations. One of the things I enjoy doing is to help people make the transition to the next generation. Two stories will fit into that. One is the C7 
People thought that it was too sharp and edgy. And I was in the middle of a presentation to a club, a large, large club. I just got the sense that they were not interested in the C7. So I stopped my planned presentation and said, okay, how many of you don't like the looks or are negative? It doesn't speak to you about the C7. And about half the people raised their hand. And I said, that's fair. I will say, however, that at least half of you, the minute you walk around to C7 the first time for yourself, that's going to change. And somebody in the back room just blurted out instinctively, ah, bullshit. People thought I was going to take offense at that. And I said, no, that's cool. That's a real heartfelt, legitimate emotion. We'll see. Half of you are going to get a C7. And I heard more comments that were negative. Over the next few years, going to Corvette car shows, I'd be talking to a friend or somebody I'd just met. And here would come somebody from across the field. And I knew exactly what was going to happen. I could just sense in the way they're walking right at me. And it goes like this. Hi, John. My name is Susie. And you did a presentation to my Corvette club about three years ago. And you said that if I walked around the C7, I would buy one. And I thought you were full of it. You want to see my C7 over there pointing to their car two rows over? And of course, I go over and love it. And the same thing happened in spades for the C8, because, of course, the C8 changed so radically, as we all know, its whole proportions are different. Some people say weird or funny. I was making the presentations on the Pacific Northwest part of the National Corvette Caravan. By the way, we're leaving two years to go to the National Corvette Museum in August of 2024 for the sixth caravan. Annie and I have been involved with five of them, and this will be our sixth. So I did a presentation. This was a huge group of about 225 in a large conference room, and I had the same sense. They're just not with the C8. I don't know why did they come listen? Why did they attend? It was their evening time. So I said, how many of you don't like the looks of the C8? And I would say three quarters of the people in the room said they didn't like it. They raised their hand and I thanked them for being truthful with me. Wow. And I said, well, you know, you've only gone a thousand miles maximum on this caravan. You ever think about going home? Because one of the main points when we get to the National Corvette Museum is the Corvette team will be there and they've committed to having at least five C8s there. People came up to me afterwards and said, well, I'm going for other reasons, but I just don't like the C8. Cool. The night before we're in Bowling Green, I was also asked by a different caravan, the Colorado, Nebraska, and part of Wyoming caravan, and they had joined up with others to do a similar presentation. I shared that evening's presentation with the great Jim Merrill, and I was obviously the intro speaker, and he was the main speaker. And that same thing, and I said, how many of you don't like to see it? Because they were listening kind of like, I'm here, I should be polite to this speaker. So I said, how many don't like it? And it was, oh, maybe three quarters. And we're talking, I think, if I remember correctly, 212 people in that audience. And I said, well, you know, you ought not go the last eight miles to the museum, because here's what's going to happen if you drive there. You're going to love the C8. And in fact, some of you are going to postpone retirement or sell your motorhome or your boat. And somebody said, you're so crazy. I don't like that car. I said, well, we'll see. The next three days at the National Corvette Museum, Annie just started to laugh every time somebody would come up to me. I don't look like the average person. And with my mid-engine Corvette Forum Polo, I'm pretty distinctive. And they would say something like, damn you, John, I am going to get a C8. And I got to sell my motorhome. And I heard that story with one version or another. I just love to give to people and making free presentations is part of the way that I can spread the word about how wonderful Corvettes have been to me and to thousands of us. Absolutely right, John. You've got an interesting story about your C5 and a crash. I won't give more details, but why don't you tell that story? Our C5 had a very unfortunate accident. It was run into by 9,000 pounds of oak firewood. Oh, my gosh. We had come back from the National Corvette Museum, pulled in our driveway. We make the trip back, as I said, in three days, 868 miles is the last day. We have this down to a science. Pulled in. We were exhausted. We've been up since 4.30 in the morning. It's 9.30 at night. We unpack the car, take showers, go to bed. It's about 11 o'clock. At 12.10, I hear what sounds like an explosion in the other end of the house in the garage. And I think to myself, as I'm charging madly out of bed, a freight train ran into the house. And then I realized, no, there are no tracks within three miles of where we live. Can't be a freight train. Meanwhile, Annie's right behind me. We get to the garage door, and I realize what it is. The cords of oak firewood have crashed onto the Corvette. Yeah, well, it took the two of us. Both of us are thin, thankfully, because we could only get the garage door open, the three-footer into the garage, about 10, 12 inches, go on out, and there's glass shards, mega thousands of tiny glass shards all over 
the Corvette is destroyed. Ugh. If I were to tell you what's wrong with it, I'll give you the less than one minute version. These are the parts that did not need to be replaced. The driver's glass, the door panel for that, the front fender, and the two wheels on the driver's side. Everything wow. else was in pieces, destroyed. And what had happened, Annie and I, at that point, had been heating with firewood for 27 years, and of course, most efficient for us to do it with oak. And we normally stack it. We have never had a firewood pile fall over. This pile, by the way, the room is nine feet, three inches tall and 22 feet long. There's a lot of wet oak and firewood when it's exposed on one side and against the wall on the other side, it'll dry on the outside and shrink. And so it basically listed over and went over, crashed on its side. Ugh. It had been stacked by the firewood person who had called us. We were in Bowling and he said, John, I don't know what to do. I don't know. We'll bring it. He said, I'll stack it so you can get your car in the garage. Okay, cool. So we take the car by flatbed to the dealership. Mike, the body tech who I've worked with, who's repaired many of our daily drivers that were run into. I said, Mike, when you fix it, there's a monster rattle over there in front of the windshield on the front side. It's not in the glove compartment. Apartments behind that. It's not me. I can't find it. He said, I got it. Next day he calls and says, well, I got good news and bad news. I said, I'll be over at lunch. So I go there and he says, here's the good news. Go sit in the driver's seat. I said, okay. And he said, hear this? I said, that's it. You found that horrible, horrible crack driven me crazy for three and a half years. He said, okay, close your eyes. Do you hear it anymore? I said, no, it's gone. Well, on a C5, as many of us know, the engine control module is behind the inner wheel liner on the passenger side. And it's between that and the structural members of the car. He showed me, he said, I made this one from scratch, but they left yours out. It's this foam cushion that surrounds it in this metal compartment receiving panel. Okay, that's the good news. Now the bad news, your car is over three years old and your insurance company has said they're going to replace all your parts except the glass with junkyard parts. They said because it's over three years and your policy allows that. I was devastated. We had just come back from Bowling Green. We had one, one of 20 people who had gotten a big plaque selected by a Corvette team member, and it was pristine. It was like a new car. It's the same C5 black that Dave Hill commented about in our last show. So I went back to the office, still had time in the lunch hour, called my friend Judy. She has four Corvettes. She's uh, restored her own. She was the leader of a NCRS 1960. She's a Corvette person and a friend. She said, John, I was expecting your call. Let's see if we can somehow get around this. I know your car. I have a picture of your car from when you want to show you and Annie going to the front to get your trophy. Nice. But I don't have a recent picture. And the claims agent, who I know and I'm pretty friendly with, wants a recent picture. I said, well, I just haven't had one. I just got a picture of our trophy on the front windshield showing the front hood. Perfect. Send it to me. So great. Day later, we get the call. We're getting all new parts. The cars will be built with proper new parts, even though it's over three years old. So then the following day, I'm thinking this is all going well. I got a call from the owner. He says, John, you need to come out here. I said, I'll be out of lunchtime. And I can tell from his voice, another problem. I had told him we wanted to replace the black. Anybody who's owned a black car or truck knows how much work it is. And I was tired. We wanted to get magnetic red metallic. It was a 1999 color. It wasn't out when we bought our 98. So I had them paint the front fenders. They always do when they change colors to make sure the owner likes what they're doing rather than repainting the whole car. It looked like hell. I'm color defective. It looked like a sick, dark combination of a dead pink, future, magenta, looked like vomit. The painter was there. Mike was also the name of the painter and the owner and Mike, the body tech. And we're standing around and I said, I just don't know what to do. I don't want black, but that's not going to go. And they all agreed that looked hard. So Chuck says, well, what about that Mustang over there? It's red. You wanted red. It's metallic. And I said, we're not putting Mustang paint on my Corvette. Chuck laughed and he said, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> said, well, what's our plan C? I said, I got it. I'll call my friend Dave. Dave just retired months before. He's retired federal law enforcement. And he owns a magnetic red metallic 1999, but he lives an hour and 15 minutes away. It is driving rain that day, a typical Oregon rainy day. It's like a Florida monsoon. Dave doesn't care. He says, well, John, I'll be down for you. He is truly a friend. He drives down, gets there an hour later, and he pulls in. Chuck has moved the car from the next space over, so the two of them are side by side. 
And Chuck, Mike the painter, Mike the body tech are talking. And they had also brought in the assistant painter who had also tried on his own to independently mix the formula according to the book and also said, no, it's the same disaster pink. I looked at them and Chuck turned to Mike the painter and basically said, you tell him. And Mike says, we can repaint that. Now that I've seen the color, we can create a car that is just like that. In fact, when I was prepping for you and I talking, I called my friend Dave. I'd moved away. I hadn't talked to him in years and thanked him. And we laughed about the rainy days. It was a beautiful magnetic red metallic. As my wife says, sometimes the worst experiences make the best stories. That's true. That's a great story, buddy. Let's finish up this show with not one, but two stories about state troopers. I am law abiding, but I do like to exercise my Corvette and the right place and time it can see the right side of 100 miles an hour. And you figure out which one of those I'm talking about, especially when you're passing a motorhome on a country road and you've been trapped behind that motorhome for 10 minutes. So we've got our T6Z06. We were lucky first week of manufacture. It's the one we talked about, machine silver. And we got to go to Tail of the Dragon. We live on the West Coast. We've heard about Tail of the Dragon, 317 curves, 17 miles or 13 miles. So we go there on a Tuesday, which we read is the best day, least traffic. And we get there in the morning, everything is going great, and we pull up behind three Honda Interstate cruising motorcycles. And they're wandering at 20 miles an hour. Well, anybody who's been to the tail coming from the Tennessee side about a mile in, there's a scenic overlook. They pull a lot of our way. So now Annie and I have the whole, we have room, and we didn't encounter another car in our lane the rest of the way. And halfway through, Annie says... Well, there goes the first set of tires. I'm having fun, and she loves to drive back through the curves. It's a first-gear corner, especially. I think that car would go to 61 miles an hour in first gear. There is this one straightaway as you leave Tennessee and you get into North Carolina. It's about 60 yards long. I'm tired of being 35 and 25 for reverse camber, reverse curves, and I want to floor it, so I do, and I'm flying. The speed limit that time, it goes up and down depending on a lot of factors, but the speed limit at that time was 35 miles an hour. Let's just say I'm more than double the speed limit, and anybody who knows that road on that straightaway halfway down on the right is a rock, and that rock is big. It's bigger than a school bus. And from the backside of the rock is a state trooper with a radar gun pointed at our car. And I know I am busted bad. And I deserve to be busted bad. He looks at the car. He gives me the double palms down, slow this car down sign. And I go, yes, sir, mouthing those words. And I'm sure tickets coming next. He gives me the thumbs up and gives us the go sign. And so we just went on. What a great encounter that that was and how fortunate we were. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah, it was fun. The other one was in Texas. I more than respect every law enforcement, every trooper, every Texas ranger in Texas for sure. We got a call from our daughter. We were in Oklahoma. It's 2000 or 2001 at the latest. We're driving home from the National Corvette Museum, and we're going the southern route. We're doing Route 66 thing. So we're on Route 40. We're at, while we're in Oklahoma, our daughter calls and said, Dad, Mom, major snowstorms coming, one in Albuquerque and then one in the Siskiyous, which is the mountain range between northern California and southern Oregon. So you need to book it. So we get up at 4. We're out on the road at 4.15. We get in the panhandle of North Texas, Route 40. It's 5.45 in the morning. I got cruise control set at 75. It's a 70-mile speed limit. And I mean it. I do respect the laws. And I know I've heard from Steve Springfellow, who was the person who was the leader of the heads-up display invention in 98, that it's always off by a mile. So if it says 75, you're doing 76 miles an hour. So I know I'm doing 76. So blue and red lights, Annie, I say to her, you know the drill. She puts her hands on the dash, one at 10 o'clock, one at 2 o'clock. I put on the turn signal. I slow down, I put on the four ways, I lower the window. We have friends in law enforcement. And I turn on the inside light and I put my hands on the steering wheel at 10 at two. I don't want them to be any way concerned that we're a risk to them. So I don't know who this person is other than blue and red lights, but it was a while ago. He says, good morning, I'm state trooper so-and-so. And I said, yes, sir. Do you know you're speeding? Yes, sir, I was. How fast are you going? I said, I don't mean to be snotty, but I know I was going 76 miles an hour, and I'll tell you how I know that. He said, yeah, that's exactly what I clocked you at. Well, at least you're honest. He said, license, registration, insurance card. I said, yes, sir. 
had my hands on the steering wheel. I said, sir, my driver's license in my wallet, my front left hip pocket. Mind if I slowly reach down and get it out? He says, slowly. So I do that. Take my wallet, put it on the center console after taking the driver's license out. I'm not handing him a wallet with money in it. I'm not going down the maybe bribe ride. Put my hand back on the steering wheel. He said, thank you. I also need your registration, your insurance card. I said, sir, that's in the glove compartment. Mind if my wife slowly takes it out of there. So she does. She takes it out of its envelope and hands me to my hands on the steering wheel. I in turn handed, put my hands back on the steering wheel. He says, I'll be right back. Must have been in my mind, eight to 10 minutes. And the real time was probably three or four minutes. I see in the rearview mirror his headlights that he's reaching for his side pocket and pulling out his ticket book. And I go, oh, no, I'm driving part time in vacations, FedEx, long haul, commercial driver's license. And if you get a ticket, even in your residential vehicle, it shows up on your commercial license. I've only been driving for them for a year and I'm sure I'm going to lose my job. And he said, I'm giving you an official warning. And I said, oh, thank you, sir. Knowing that wouldn't go on my license, he said, I've never been sent for getting an official warning before. He said, but you, and he gets into this now, the stern voice says, now you understand you're driving in my state and we don't put up with speeders. I said, yes, sir. You're going to set your cruise control to 69 miles an hour. So you're not going more than 70 because I'm going to tell all my buddies about you and your car and they're going to be looking for your Corvette. I said, yes, sir. 69 miles an hour it is, sir. So we go through in reverse, turn off the light, left turn signal, get up to speed. And Annie, who's got a great wry sense of humor, says, so let me see, why did he stop us? It's 545 in the morning. We're in a red car. It's a Corvette. The license plate says warp speed. I wonder what gave him probable cause. And we were over the speed limit. I was so happy. And we still have a copy of that written official warning to this day. <laughs> That's a great story, John. That's funny. But you got out of a ticket. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, buddy, thank you again for coming back on Corvette today and giving us more stories about every Corvette owner has a story. Those are fantastic. It's my pleasure. And I've been smiling talking about them. You bet I have more. And I can't wait to tell you maybe a year from now or hopefully actually in November, our first C8 Z06 story driving home from Bowling Green to Oregon the long way around because we're not taking our new car over the Rockies in November. <laughs> That'll be a great story, too. We'll do that in part three. How's that sound? Sounds like fun. All right, buddy. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our sponsors, Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. American Hydrocarbon at American Hydrocarbon. Com, True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels. Get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at Aerolari.com. MidAmerica Motorworks at MAMotorworks.com. And Hendrick Chevrolet in Kansas City at ChevyUSA.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.